It's great getting lost. It sounds stupid, I know. But listen to this from Holland. Okay, this is kind of odd. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm on a side street in a Dutch town, the town of Hilversum. And I've got lost. I'm cycling around and I've just passed this, what looks like a shop front. And it has Cade Mille Fodge written on the front of it. But then when I look in, I see that it's actually a kitchen and there's somebody in the back watching TV. So I'm just going to knock on the window and see if um, that person is Irish. There's a man and a woman sitting down at the TV and uh, they're just coming to the door. Hi, I'm sorry to bother you so late. I'm, my name is Ronan, I'm with Irish Radio, and I was cycling on the street here, I got lost, uh-huh. and I see you have Cade Mila Falcha on the front of your, uh, oh. of your window. Are you Irish? No, I'm not Irish, <laughs> but uh, I uh, spent a lot of time in uh, Oh, did you? Okay. Well, it's one o'clock in the morning, so I'm not going to bother you. Can I come back and talk to you about that at some stage? Come in. Oh, okay, great, thanks. <coughs> okay. My wife, Louise. Louise. <laughs> Fancy Irish whiskey? No, God, no, I just had some beer up in it. That's coffee. The coffee would be great. Theo and Louise look like they're in their late 50s. They look very much in love, and there's a good reason for that, which emerges in the conversation. The kitchen at the front of the house runs into a living room at the back, where they've been watching late-night repeats of the evening's TV shows. Do you want to stay watching your programme? Past the TV is an alcove with a bicycle and bookshelves. Milk would be lovely. Almost all the books are on the one topic, emigration. On the walls are the odd picture of Ireland or Irish motifs. Theo fell in love with the idea of Ireland, but not straight away. From uh, 96 till 2002, I always cycled in Scotland and I like Scotland a lot, still do. Uh, but the Scottish are friendly, hospitality, but very neat. And the Irish... Very neat. Neat. Like tidy. Tidy, stiff. The Irish are more, excused the word, slobby, easygoing. Okay. I, you can't record it. Can you read that? You have a tattoo there with gomal on it. Gomal. Geo, and you know you what gomal means? Slowly, yeah. <laughs> slow down. So you slow down, so you have with geo... With a shamrock, and she has sh- it on the shoulder. I drew, okay. drew it myself in the computer. I'm a, I'm a graphic designer. Okay. So I drew it, and um, I said, I want that on my shoulder. She said, if you do it, I do it too. So we went together to the tattoo. And you have it on your shoulder as well? Yeah. <laughs> Theo brought okay. Louise cycling in Ireland. Harry Dingle. Uh, and she fell for the place too. Got hooked too. <laughs> so much so... They've made a big decision together. We have to plan in about four years uh, we want to live there. Do you? Yeah, we do. And it's a serious plan. We hope it's possible. You know Irish people listening to you talking about this, alarm bells will go off because they'll say, yes, you were in Ireland for your holidays, but living somewhere is completely different. You're, mm. you're not on holidays anymore. It's... I, know. I can imagine to live there. Because the country is beautiful. People are free, open, and very kind. Mm. My first experience there was that 
I was at the airport and the bus stopped and I didn't realize I had to get out. And the bus drove on and I went to the driver and I said, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I should have gone out there. But there was no turning point there. So he went up the road, drove about a mile, took a roundabout, got back and put me down. Right. And uh, there was a big fat Irish man in the bus and he said, that's Irish hospitality. And I thought, yes, that's hospitality. While Theo and Louise's love affair with Ireland is interesting, their own love story will really make you go, ah. I live 40 years in Austria. And now I'm back for good a year and a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And what brought you to Austria? I was married there. I was married there. And how did the two of you meet? <laughs> Your story. You can't, you can't record that, but this is a picture I took of her in '68. We were going together for one and a half year. He was my first love. <laughs> she was mine. Uh, her father was a bit... Um, well, I was allowed to come in because I was a Catholic, but otherwise he didn't like it. <laughs> but we always kissed on the, on the corner. <laughs> because he should not see that. <laughs> We really had a very good time and yeah, it happens with young people that uh, you, you split up. But we never forgot neither of us. And she had a bit of a bad marriage. So we was happy to go back to Holland. And the first thing she did, go to internet and found me. Mm-hmm. And she came in August 2009. Had you sent and, photographs and before to Before that, uh, we had Skype with the cameras. Yes. And were you nervous about putting on the camera and saying, oh, he's no, going to no. see me or I'm going no, to see... Because she sent me uh, an email through a site, it's called Schoolbank. There you can find old schoolmates. And uh, she said, if you have a brother called Jack and you're born on 10 October 49, then I have to write Theo. So I immediately answered it. And then we had contact by telephone. And, well, it was like we never left. Yeah. <laughs> what were the first words on the telephone? Well, uh, some, some kind of cheering from, hey, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And she got in the car and I got in the car and halfway near Frankfurt in Germany we met <laughs> and it was all memory and, and now she lives here for over a year. Um, at what stage, was your, were you married at that time yourself? No, no, I'm... Uh, Divorced in 2001. And what happened when you split? Why did you split? Can you remember that? Uh, it was my fault. There was an, uh, another boy. Uh, it's the age. I was only 17. He was 19. And uh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> and if you had a bad marriage, 40 years was a long time to, to stay with that marriage. It's a very long time, yes. Gosh, mm. yeah. While rushing across Europe to renew a 40-year-old love affair may seem impulsive, there's nothing impulsive about their possible move to Ireland. Remember the bookshelves? This is the big immigration handbook. So these are your Ireland shelves? Oh, yeah. And here you can see tips, but also things you need to do here, uh, according to your taxes, to your pension, how it works, because they have to know here that we live there. Things like that. We haven't read them all. We're just starting. Living and working in Ireland. All practical tips about everything you can and 
counter, starting a bed and breakfast. She had a bed and breakfast 15 years in Austria. So if there's a chance, we might start a small bed and breakfast. Okay. But that's secondary. And can you speak any Irish? No. Poach my own. You don't need to say that. Slantje. Slantje. You see, because I, when I'm, when I'm cycling around here, mm -hmm. right, everything is so clean. The windows are so clean. People's houses are so neat. The front gardens, and I'm going, oh, this is fantastic. It's so well organized. You've got cycle lanes, but you want something different. You, you, you're not happy with this. Well, uh, we, we like the cycle lanes and, and that it's neat, of course. But if you see the rules in Holland, it's unbelievable. So many rules and every rule has an exception or two. Give me an example. Tell him about my car. Oh, your car, yeah. She had a car in Austria and she brought it to Holland and she wanted a Dutch license. And they say uh, when people bring in cars, they have to pay taxes. And you need to have that car six months of your own, and then you don't have to pay the taxes because it's your property. And she had it five and a half months. And we we did all kinds of things, but uh, she had to pay uh, more than 3,000 euros for a second-hand car. And here you have a sign, Kate Millefaltje. Yeah, this was uh, our birthday. So we, we had this on the pub, because we hired the pub for the festivities, okay. and this was on the wall. That was last year. I was 61, and she's 59. And we have uh, about four years, because three and a half years I have my pension. And what will you do all day? When we're there? Well, first of all, um, if we can, we will always be cycling. It's very well known here that we're pub people. We like to sit in a pub with a good whiskey or a Guinness. We have our hobbies like making puzzles. We do that very often. I'm not much of a painter, but sometimes I paint and I think I'm going to do that a lot more. And the garden. She's fond of gardening. And I'm just fond of sitting in the garden. Right. <laughs> so when is this? It's in three years' time. Yeah, I uh, stop when I'm uh, 65, then I sell my business, and then I know how much I uh, have left. Good, so you'll be a millionaire, and you'll bring all your money to Ireland. Well, the point is, uh, uh, 10 years ago I was a millionaire in Gilders, <laughs> but when the euro came, it suddenly was half of it. <laughs> this is definitely careful Theo and Louise, and not madcap Thelma and Louise. Theo's printing business is struggling. The only value in the business is the building. In three years, when he sells it, he may have enough money to move to Ireland and buy a dream cottage. In the meantime, it's the dream itself that keeps them going. The working on it, on itself, is, is also nice. Yeah, it's like a hobby. You have something to do, something to look, uh, your interest. Uh, look there, around, look in the books. It's, it's, it's a super hobby. Even if, even if it doesn't work out, we, we still know a lot about Ireland uh, in three years. Yeah. This is a magazine, the Gledag News, and it's a Dutch society for people who like Ireland. Ah, right. and, uh, all kind of news, music books.